Hello and welcome back to another deep dive episode of The Final Third. My name is Jack Seepersod. I'm a fan of Chelsea, Minnesota United, Minnesota Aurora, which we already talked about that heartbreaking final uh, on sun- on Monday. Wasn't great for me. Fan of Atalanta and a fan of the French and U.S. national teams. French national team also didn't go too well uh, to- today. My teams are just taking L's all over the place. Chelsea are losing Koundé. It's it's not great. But instead of being joined here today with AJ, I'm joined with a familiar voice of the podcast because there's no audio, which is a fellow women's sports fan and Paramore fan, Gianna El Castro. I had to mention it because I'm still curious they're not coming to Minnesota, but they are coming to Omaha. They're going to Omaha, which is like you, a 45 minute drive yeah. from Lincoln. So it's, yeah, it's okay. So uh, how are you doing today? I am doing fine. Our, I work on a baseball team. So um, we had a few showers come in and they just weren't prepared to put the tarp on the field. So our game was suspended in the bottom of the eighth. And we had like two mm-hmm. men on base. And I thought they were going to like make a comeback, but no, they called the game. So I got to go home a little earlier. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's fine. It's the, the weather is, ugh. and yep. I mean, I hate morning games. So the quicker it's done, the, the faster I get to come back home and do whatever, just chill out. But yeah, that was my day. <laughs> I, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it goes better when AJ and I head down to Chicago. It's supposed to be uh, really nice. Weekend. Yeah. Uh, for a Sunday game. So that, that'll be, yes. that'll be a ton of fun. Uh, but yes, as, as I mentioned, AJ and I are heading down to Chicago this weekend where we're going to actually meet Gianna for the first time in person, which is very <laughs> cool. So we're going to the Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars doubleheader game. Yes. which is part of the reason why Gianna's on the podcast days to help preview that uh, those games since it's very exciting for Chicago soccer to have both of the professional teams playing field and on the same day. Very cool stuff. And the other part is that uh, we are going to talk about the women's Euro final because we've been covering it on here. And the last semifinal just finished up today. Germany beat France. So we're going to see who Gianna thinks is going to move on to. Is it, is it coming home? Or I, I was about to say, is it coming Berlin? But that doesn't really <laughs> work the same as Rome, you know. But uh, so before, before we get into that, make sure to check out our Twitter at Final Third Show to find all of the extra content that we can't fit into one episode. And, uh, you know, maybe catch some Chicago Fire and Chicago Red Stars coverage on there because I'm sure we'll be tweeting a lot from there. So. You're definitely going to want to follow on there and follow Women's Sports Matter. Uh, is it at WSM Podcast? No, no that's the old one. Ugh. I, what, <laughs> at what's, W what's the, Sports there? Matter. There we go. At yeah. W Sports Matter because mm-hmm. women's sports only take W's as as we all know. That's exactly why I yeah, put exactly. it that way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so let's move into the first topic here, which is the Euro final uh, the better Euros, might I say, because better. France made it further. So I think Ooh, that makes it better. Well, let me for just me, first me. off say that um, as an Italian, uh, yeah, last year's a, final was <laughs> just immaculate. Yeah, just a little bit better maybe uh, than Italy in this, in the women's Euros yeah. maybe. Could have gone a bit better for them, but 
that is very true. But um, I, I don't really know that much about Germany. I know more about um, England squad. I follow the WSL more than I do um, whatever they call the women's um, league in Germany. There's a few Germans on Chelsea women's, and then mm-hmm. there's maybe some in the NWSL, but I just, I don't know that much. I haven't really watched the Euros as much as I've wanted to, mostly because of work. Um, but I do think it's going to England because if they can just dominate Sweden like that, yeah, um, that probably sealed the deal uh, for me. I I hate to say it, but I think it it's it's going to England um, as much as I hate to say. So that, that's fair. final answer. Yeah, that's fair. Um, England in that game, since you mentioned that, let's let's talk about that. Four to zero against Sweden. Now, Sweden isn't a team that most just dismantle completely. I mean, but- the Olympics, if we could talk about the Olympics mm-hmm. for a second. You know, the, the Canadian national team really. I mean, sealed, sealed the deal in the penalty shootout. Mm-hmm. Both teams are good. Um, Sweden is such a dominant team. And just to see them be torn apart like that is just, I don't know. Like, I don't know what went wrong for them. Maybe it's just because England's been dominant. Maybe it's because, you know, England is the one hosting the Euros and, you know, the fans have an effect on the players. But I... I was just just so shocked. It just takes me back to, you know, Sweden beat the U.S. during the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Sweden made it to the final. They lost in the shootout. Sweden's a dominant side. I don't I don't understand how they fell apart. I was rooting for Sweden yesterday. Like, I never do that. (laughs) I was like, I don't want England to win. But. Now I'm rooting for England. You know, I think they're going to take it. Germany, from what I've seen, can be dominant. But England has just been terrorizing every team they come across. So, yeah. Yeah, that's been the story of the Euros, really. The story is just England's dominance. And part of that, like you said, is the home field advantage. The fans have been coming out in full force for, uh, for them, which is amazing to see like all of these stadiums completely sell out uh i'm excited to see what the final looks like but you know england if you look at every stat just dominating goals per match four goals per match uh average possession their second be uh, just behind spain have the most clean sheets 16.6 expected goals 7.6 shots on target per match it's it's just incredible that they've put together such a dominant team and some of the goals they scored against Sweden too. And specifically, I want to point out one, uh, which I think you might know exactly which one yeah. it is. Uh, Alessia Russo's goal. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. A, a backheel nutmeg yes. is just a backheel goal is impressive itself in itself, but creating that space and literally make, saving a play, making a goal out of nothing almost. Yeah, that's incredible. I, I, I was, um, I was watching the game before I went to work, and so I turned off the game, 
I think a little bit before mm-hmm. that goal happened, I was like, I know I'm going to miss something good as I drive <laughs> to work and I'm scrolling through Twitter when I get there and I see this goal and I'm like, God damn it. Like <laughs> I knew I was going to miss something, but I just, again, England's been dominant. It's not surprising that they have like cool goals like that. I mean, the goal that Georgia Stanway scored the other day was mm-hmm. also so good. My jaw dropped when I was yeah. watching. I was like, how, how did she do it? And it's just like over and over and over again. How did she do it? How did she do it? I just, they've been too good. And, but also Germany has had some good players, um, which I guess I am starting to learn about as well. I, you know, in my coverage of women's sports, I don't necessarily talk about all these different like European leagues. Mm-hmm. So I think the German one is, is something that I'll have to focus on a little bit more, but um, yeah, the England's goals have been good. That's <laughs> yes. That's basically bottom line here. Yeah. Uh, one last question on England before we move to Germany. Do you think Alessio Russo should start in the final? Because Ellen White's been starting most of the games, but Alessio Russo has been coming up huge with some goals. So who, who do you think should start in that, in that final? I think she should come off the bench. And okay. I know that that's been happening quite a lot during these games where um, Ellen White will play until like the 55th minute or something, yeah. and then she'll be subbed off. Um, it's working for them. You need someone who's going to come in and like change the pace of the game, uh, whether you're up already or not. So if you can get like a two goal cushion, or something like that, that's the perfect player to put in. So I think they should keep uh, subbing her in in the second half because it works. I I agree. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And yeah. speaking of if it's not broke, don't fix it, we know who's starting for Germany in that striker position yeah. because uh, you don't just bench the top scorer in the tournament no. uh, for a final. No. And uh I, I came up with this be- before, like I was thinking about as I was doing the research, how, how should I introduce this? And I, and I was like, the story of Germany is you can't stop the pop. That's you can't stop Alexandra Pop. She has been incredible. I, I don't think she is not scored in a game. I think she has scored in every She's scored in every game. Yeah, she she is averaging more than a goal per game now because of a brace against France. Uh, and that was uh both goals assisted by teammate Svenja Huth. I, I probably butchered that. I don't speak German. It's one of the few languages I've never gotten around to trying to learn. So, uh, but either way, that chemistry clearly came through in this game because they were amazing together. The link up play was great. And France without uh, Marie Antoinette Katoto, uh, right? Yes, I think. And uh, Grace Gayoro without them playing. They just weren't able to produce enough offense. In fact, the only goal they got in the semifinal, own goal, uh, which kind of speaks to uh, the fact that they weren't quite on their best game. But Germany were about even with France in terms of possession, a little bit behind in shots. uh, But at the end of the day, they had two big chances and they converted two big chances. So that that's kind of what brought Germany through. Adrian and I have been talking about Germany this whole time because at, before when we previewed the Euros, we're like, Germany's fallen off. No way they're going to do well in this. They're going to they're get eliminated in the group stage, uh, saying stuff like that. 
and they have just proved us wrong at every single turn. So I know you don't know a ton about the German team, but what what do you think about German Germany during this tournament as a well, whole? I thought they were gonna do bad too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, they haven't really been dominating in terms of. Uh, recently, I want to say the past like three years, yeah. hasn't been totally great for them. So I'm a little shocked that they're in the final. Um, I mean, I remember hearing about, you know, how good the German team used to be. I mean, they've won a ton of Euros. Three Euros, yeah. Uh, three yeah. in a row, I believe, actually, because they won 05, 09, and 13. So yeah, three in a row. So they've had like good history with the Euros, I I guess. Um, So I would be, I would kind of be, I'd be shocked if both sides didn't score a goal within the first 90. It seems like they've got some top goal scorers on both sides. Um, I can see it go into like a 1-1 draw in the first 90. And then maybe it being settled in extra time or penalties. I, I, I think that's, that's kind of my takeaway as well. These feel like two very evenly matched teams. Uh, and I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, it does go to penalties. But who, who, who do you think stands out the most for Germany? Besides, we've talked about Alexandra Pop. Is there anyone on the team that kind of stands out besides her to you probably the goalie i mean there's been a lot of great goalie action uh this whole tournament to be honest i mean with belgium's goalie and um i mean (laughs) england's goalie too it's just like unbelievable it's gonna be a goalkeeper duel as well but it's also gonna be just it's just going to be a duel to be honest i mean it's it's such a great matchup um but keep an eye out uh for those goalies because they've made some just fantastic saves and that's how i mean besides the offense from both of the teams that's really how they got to where they are and that's going to be Wembley stadium mhm uh, yeah, Merla Fromms from Germany, the goalkeeper. The goal against France, the own goal that she ended up scoring, was actually the first goal she conceded. So I guess she's so good that the only person who can score against her is herself. Uh, so, I mean, pretty, pretty good. Uh, but kept four clean sheets before that. Uh, so I, I totally agree. Julie Earps has been great for England as well. So I think a goalkeeper duel for sure. Uh, I'm very excited to see where this goes in the final. I'm also very happy that Wembley is hosting it because it made a bunch of like really in like really annoying men talk about like, yeah. oh, but what about the community shield final? No one gives Bro. a crap. Nobody cares. It is it is literally a community tournament. It's a charity tournament. It's not it's cool, yes. But it is just a glorified preseason friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an actual final for a trophy with a ton of history and a ton of meaning. So I'm I'm excited 
I hope Wembley sells out because it is it sold out. They sold good. out um, when they launched the tickets. I don't remember how long ago that was. Um, the, I think it was the first stadium to, to sell out. Wow. That's impressive for the given, final. given the capacity. And, yeah. And all so that, I, I don't remember how big or how many seats are in there, but there's going to be shit ton of people. Yeah. Um, a ton of England fans, I'm sure. Um, basically the entire stadium probably at that point. So it's going to be good. I don't even know if I'll be able to watch it. I really hope I am. Hopefully work is not going on because a Wembley stadium final mm-hmm. say less. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be incredible. Second Wembley final with England in it two years in a row. Yes. So the big question that everyone's going to be asking, will it be different this time? Yes. Or is it, is it coming home this time? I you, think so. You say yes. Mm-hmm. I think so as well. And I hate having to say that and, yeah. and support England. Mm-hmm. But if any English team wins, I would prefer for it to be the women's team. over. The oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, yeah, no, I just, I just don't, I just don't want the men's team to succeed in England. That it sounds bad, but no, I, really I feel the same way. <laughs> I, really I feel the same way after last year, after watching last year's final. Yeah. Um, Ooh, like I am such a Harry Kane hater and I don't oh, same. like agree. Probably it's because I'm a Chelsea fan, but also just like, you know, I want to be able to root for like Mason Mount and mm-hmm. Sterling and Chilwell and, and James, all those uh, Chelsea players. But it's like some people rub me the wrong way, like Harry Maguire. Oh, like he, he acts like he's so big and then is just terrible. It's like, like you play for Man United. Be quiet. Like, you, yeah. you, <laughs> you're the worst defender Man United have had in decades. Like, yeah, please be quiet a little bit. But uh I agree real quick on Harry Kane. Completely agree. The little yeah. backwards scoot he does. Oh, I hate I know. it. It's so annoying. Just but, unlikable. Yes, I agree. And also plays for Spurs, which yeah. is, is a pretty bad disqual- disqualifier. Uh, but I think England are going to win. And the reason comes down to, like you said, you, you wouldn't be surprised if it's 1-1 in the first 90. In extra time, like almost like most of Germany's goals have come from Alexandra Pop. And then beyond that, they don't have the same like bench and scoring depth that I think England have, where it feels like goals are coming from everywhere. And especially with such a great player like Alessio Russo on the bench that could be coming on, you know, in the 60th minute, I think England are going to win it. Uh, And I mean, I wouldn't I also wouldn't be surprised if Germany win it, to be completely honest, because they've been good entire tournament but i just feel like england have the extra edge you can't rely on one person to score all your goals at the same time it's like with the two teams left like who has the better lineup Mm -hmm. england yeah if it was like another situation you know where like if spain was healthy if their entire Mm -hmm. squad was healthy they they would would say they would be in the final for sure they would be in the final um i did catch a little bit of the end of the england spain game Mm -hmm. and it was it was um emotions there are a lot of emotions going on down there (laughs) um but 
Yeah, England's got the better lineup. It's just that's and the better bench. So that's why I'm going all in on England, unfortunately. Yeah, I there's just something about the depth that they have, right? Like, you know, it's it it isn't just Russo, it's also Tune that that comes off the bench. Uh score scored the goal that actually sent that England Spain game to extra time. So, you know, they they've got they've got the players there. I feel like all it takes is for Alexandra Pop to have a bit of an off game. And I feel like Germany falter a little bit. And their defense has been great. Joint, joint top defense in the tournament, along with England. Uh, but I ultimately just feel like England's offense has been crazy efficient. Uh, you know, four goals per game. Playing against pretty, I mean, some, some opposition that's better than others. Like Northern Ireland isn't exactly the best opposition uh, that they could be playing against, but you know, Spain and putting up four goals against Sweden, like we, like we said, that, that doesn't happen with just an average offense that happens with a world-class offense. So I, I think for all the England English listeners out there, it's coming home. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's coming home. It is. It is. It, it's painful, but <laughs> I think it is. At least it's the women's team. Yes. Yes. And at least Fran Kirby will be a, 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 a Euro champion. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that too. Uh, so let, let's move on to, uh, to the States and move on to a little bit of Chicago soccer because let's big, go. We- big weekend for Chicago soccer. Both teams are going to be playing at Soldier Field. Uh, I'm very excited to be going to Soldier Field as well, even though like I half support the Vikings and half support the Packers. You know, so you half kind of, support the Packers. I, I only kind of did. I only kind of supported them because it made all of my family mad. You know, you say this but, as I wear my Justin Field shirt. Either way, like, <laughs> I wear my men's sports shirt today. <laughs> Oh, because most of my war- wardrobe is um in a bag currently because I'm packing yep. for school. Yep, relatable. Early, but I always got to be prepared. I'm not bringing this though because I don't want to hear it from anybody. Um, just I'm gonna pretend I don't know anything about American football when I go to school. That, that's that's usually I found that's the best thing to do. Yeah. in Minnesota, uh, as like a. Sp- a spiteful Packers fan, I guess. Like it's literally just out of spite that I chose to support them. So, but either way, I'm excited to go to Soldier Field because it's very historic, uh, very cool stadium. Got good seats as well for a decent price right on the corner. So let's just go in the order of the games as they're going to happen because they're kicking it off with Chicago Fire, who have a big game ahead of them. Huge. Because if they win they could potentially go into the playoff picture, which, you know, how long has it been since the Chicago fire have been in the playoffs? A few years, right? Yeah. I, I think it's Three been years. since 2019, 2018 or 19. 20, they got out of the first round of the playoffs against oh, what was in it? In Schweinsteiger's last season, wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember who they played, but I know it was bad. <laughs> That's that that's that seems like a guarantee for most of for most of their recent playoff games. But 
while you, while you look that up, it's been a while, regardless, since they've been in the playoffs. And they have a chance because they're on 26 points if they win. And uh, Cincinnati and Charlotte both either both lose or draw. They will go into seventh place. And that puts them, you know, just on the edge of the playoffs. Uh, and it comes off of a pretty good run they've had over three games beating Toronto 2 to 0, beating Seattle 1 to 0, and beating Vancouver away 3 to 1. So, maybe not beating the best teams, but beating a lot of teams that, you know, sometimes ruin team seasons, you know, it's always the teams below you that end up taking you down a, a little bit. But they've they've been on a good run, put up an impressive performance against Columbus as well, uh although they conceded three goals in the second half to lose that one, but that that three that three game run of form has been very impressive, and it's it's kind of who's been the standout players, I guess, for for the Chicago Fire over this little period of good of really good play. Before I get to that, okay. I just looked it up, so I was wrong. It was 2017, and they lost oh, to wow. New York Red Bulls. <laughs> that's that's a rough one. So been about five years then. I thought it was closer because I can remember it, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, we made the playoffs. That's so cool. Like, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. They lose the first game. I'm like, you know, screw you. Like, what's going on? Hey, that's um, Minnesota in two out of the three seasons we've made the playoffs. So Minnesota is better than Chicago. <laughs> it depends. It depends if we're playing home or away. It, it does depend. Um. My standout, there's been. You can pick a few. You don't have to just pick one. So I was going to say, like, uh, Chris Mueller, you know, ever since he was signed, um, he's made such an impact. Oh, my God. I was like, I didn't know anything about him before they signed him. And then I saw, you know, that we got him and i was like oh it's like another hometown person whatever big impact oh my god especially the game against vancouver i watched um i watched about an hour of the vancouver game and i was like <laughs> you know I, I just i just watched minnesota royal lose yeah and so i was like i hope my other team doesn't lose today and so you know um I forgot who scored for Vancouver. And then I was uh, like, Cavalier. you know what? Cavalier. Yeah. Yep. I was like, you know what? This game is over. I see we're going to not play correctly and, you know, try and win. And um, then the German dude scores, the dude's last night, Raphael, however. Chichos? I, 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 again, not, your guess is don't good speak as mine. German. <laughs> Raphael uh, with Raphael C. We'll, we'll Raphael C scored. Yeah. And then uh Mueller scored to make it 3-1 and then the fire won the mm-hmm. game. I mean I think I want to say probably Mueller for me and then Raphael. Those two are probably the biggest um have made the biggest impact on the yeah. team. I haven't been able to, like to really sit down and watch a lot of the games cuz usually when the game is happening, I'm working the game. So I'll be able to see sometimes. Oh, I just remembered. Um, if I can remember his name, but he scored 
the brace against oh this one's gonna toronto scored yeah. the brace against toronto that was good john duran i believe yeah He's 18 was, years old to Very see impressive. that live though and i was like all the way up in the stands so um i got like a really good view of the field and just seeing that live was incredible i also saw the goal against philadelphia it was right in front of me and so i saw it and i was like let's go we're beating philly one of the best teams in the league yeah Uh, i've just been able to experience a lot of great goals and i have also been able to experience some not great goals because that's what happens when you're a fire fan is you see disappointment in front of you (laughs) yep but i mean it's from the games that i've worked i've only seen um maybe one loss hey maybe you're the good luck charm maybe i am maybe that's what it is um but i've been lucky to just be able to see it and experience it um it's so fun to work in such a great soccer environment Mm -hmm. um and i also would like to say that i'm not impressed with shakiri that's like another thing Cause he, it seems like sometimes he doesn't try hard enough and I'm like, okay, I'll say he, he runs weird. (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing. Like, why does he run like that? True. Uh, he, he might be falling into the talk about like, you know, oh, it's a retirement league. You can play easy, that sort of stuff. Uh, he's got four goals and three assists, which isn't terrible, but. He was when good you, in the Vancouver game. Right. And but when you bring in a player like Shakiri in at 30 years old, right, you're expecting a little bit more, right? I I I totally get why he, he's been a bit disappointing to to see. Uh but I I think Chicago Fire, you know, there was that real that pretty bad run a while like a that Minnesota kind of kicked off uh with the with the three zero loss for Chicago and it kind of went downhill for a bit, but then in June, everything just started picking up, you know, they're like, well, we're going to win now. That's the yeah. thing we're going to do. And yeah. you're going to be surprised and you're going to like it. And I was like, well, okay, I guess so. I, from, from the little bits of Chicago fire games, I've been able to see I'd also say I've been pretty impressed with Federico Navarro, uh, mm-hmm. the defensive midfielder. Yeah. I believe he scored uh, the goal against Philadelphia that you were. That yes, you were talking he about. did. Yes. Yeah. So yes. He, he's been very impressive. I think kind of fixing something that Chicago's needed for a while, which is just a presence to actually control the midfield because a lot of times, you know, they would have some all right attackers here and there. Uh, like uh, what Bar- I thought Barrich was all right in, in some stretches. Yeah, he was okay. But yeah, he got let down by a midfield that just didn't cover enough for him. Yeah. And, uh, and then the defense got let down as well with that because, you know, you can't, you can't 100% cover for, for that. But I, I think he's really helped switch that around. And I've been very impressed with him. I, don't, I would also say Chris Mueller has looked good. John Dur- Duran, Duran, uh, and Slonina, of course. Uh, I mean, it goes without saying, I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. So, 
Also another one, uh, Brian Gutierrez. Gutierrez, so yeah. Has been good. I feel like the, the younger talent of the squad has been doing phenomenally and it mixes super well um, with the different veterans on the field. It's like a perfect mix. I think um, the signings that they made during this transfer window has really helped them get into a groove where they're like, oh, so we could make the playoffs. Like it's in our grasp. And so I think that's what they're working towards right now is just, you know, teamwork makes the dream work and <laughs> having Raphael score would be nice. Like all the yes. time. That would be great because yeah. he's had some pretty, pretty cool ones so far this season. So, yeah. Well, I think it also helps that Chicago fire got rid of former Minnesota United in air quotes legend, uh, Francisco Calvo, who uh, is known for a lot of things and is good at a lot of things like yeah. getting red cards, uh, <laughs> making bad challenges, fouling people. Um, defending isn't one of them usually. And uh, I think the defense that Chicago has built now is just such a level above any, like anything that they've had in the past few years. It's pretty solid. I mean, it's not the best, um, but it's pretty solid for them, I guess, for their standards. Yeah, I, I mean, like, you know, they, they still have a negative goal differential, but it's negative four, whereas, like, you know, in past years, it's been quite a bit worse that, than, than that. And, uh, you know, posted a few clean sheets, again, uh, two home clean sheets in a row against Toronto and Seattle as well, which is pretty impressive. So. I, I think that, you know, they, they, they still have some defensive issues here and there, but it feels a lot less consistent, uh, like a lot less consistently bad, I guess, <laughs> without Calvo, because, you know, no more liability in the, in the defense. Uh, yeah. So I can't believe he was captain of Minnesota United for a few years, for a few years. That was a. Uh, Dark times, dark times. Uh, everything, everything got literally as soon as we got rid of him, we made the playoffs. So I think that that's all Chicago Fire needed to do because he went to San Jose and they're not making the playoffs. So no, I, mean, uh, I, I think that he's just cursed. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I, I'm the I'm Calvo very, curse. The Calvo curse, yes. Uh, trademark that right there. Uh, oh yes, yeah. But I, I'm hoping for a Chicago Fire win because out of Absolutely. all the teams at the Eastern Conference, I I I do like I do want Chicago Fire to do well. I have an original like Crest Chicago Fire scarf as well Ooh. that I'm going to be able to wear to a Chicago Fire game for the first time, which will be very exciting. Uh, no, none of this new logo nonsense, you know the the good old classic <laughs> one. Uh, I think I I think I got it right as the rumors of the club's crest changing were mm -hmm. coming about. I was like, and the leak, and then the leaked crest came out the two little mountain ranges, basically, even though they're like, it's a flame. It disagrees. Yeah. Uh, so I bought it immediately after that. I was like, I refused <laughs> to have to wear anything yeah. like that. Uh, so I'm excited for that, for that. I, I think they'll beat Atlanta too, given that Atlanta have not looked good lately. So, uh, you know, the squad for Atlanta is kind of out of sync. 
Joseph Martinez is not happy. Look, it sounds like sounds like the players just don't really want to play. And uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm I, I think it'll, it'll it'll go well for for Chicago. But we'll we'll see it. Let Let's talk about, in my opinion, the more interesting match, the more important, the match. more important match as well. Yeah. Yes, because it's third versus first in the NWSL with the Chicago Red Stars facing off against league-leading San Diego Wave. Very exciting matchup. Uh, like, um, I, before we figured out it was a doubleheader game, mm-hmm. AJ and I were like, okay, like we could go to the fire game, but we'd rather go to see this game if there was a choice between, like if we had to make a choice. Luckily, we didn't, so we get to see both of them. But this is 100% like, Pro, like game of the game of the season potentially for uh the chicago red stars yeah because if i believe if san diego win this game they'll be up five points in the table up so five points over chicago yeah yeah so i but like here's the thing alex morgan then <laughs> i yep. hate to say it you know that's just like the only thing I keep thinking about. Like Alex Morgan has scored a ton so far this season. It's her best, best season ever. Um, best season of her life. She's just killing it for San Diego. And I'm just like, okay. Um, also, San Diego has a really good goalkeeper. That's another thing. But we, the Red Stars also have a good goalkeeper. Um, I just... When I think about this game, the only thing that comes to mind is Alex Morgan, and she haunts me every day, <laughs> every day until this game, because I'm like, what if Alex Morgan scores a hat trick? What if she scores a brace? What if she just scores? You know, that's like, that's my biggest worry. But then it's also like, well, guess what? We have Mal Pugh. Yes. We have Sarah Luber. We have Ella Stevens. Um, midfielders also score. We have rookies that have been killing it all year long with Ava Cook and Sarah Griffith and our defense even though we got a lot of injuries going on our defense is pretty solid so it's going to be a really really good match but it could get ugly really quickly if we cannot contain Alex freaking Morgan yes uh I was just looking at the stats while, while you were talking about that as well. And Alex Morgan, 11 goals this season, right? The next scorer, like in terms of the list for the San Diego wave, has two. Le- legitimately carrying the offense. Yeah, and uh, I know like another thing too is wherever Alex Morgan plays, there will be people in Alex Morgan shirts. So mm-hmm. like this is a home game for the Red Stars, but oh boy, um, you are about to hear a bunch of screaming kids um, shouting Alex Morgan's name. I went to the OL uh, Red Stars game a few months ago, mm-hmm. and there were so many kids wearing Megan Rapino merch, and I'm like, I hope they know that she didn't travel with the team today. <laughs> like (laughs) because you know i get these i get these emails you know from from these teams and i see like the injury report and i read it before i went to the game and i was like 
do they know she's not here? So it's just, but the, no, it's different because, you know, Alex Morgan isn't injured. Um, so there was going to be a bunch of kids screaming Alex Morgan's name in this stadium. And it's just going to be, it's going to be like there's a U.S. Women's National Team game at Soldier Field. That's really what it's going to feel like. Um, they're not necessarily cheering for San Diego. They're cheering for one person. Yes. So that's another thing. Yeah, uh, that's that's going to be tough to overcome because yeah. Alex Morgan, historic soccer player for the mm-hmm. U.S., so obviously going to attract a lot of attention, a lot of fans. Uh, and I'm going to guess also a lot of attention of the center backs of the Chicago Red Stars as well. Uh, because she's going to need to be marked. It, the, the, way, the way that Chicago win this game, it feels like, yeah. is you have to mark Alex Morgan out of the game. Like, that's really about it. Because their offense kind of gets carried by her. So I feel like if the defense can mark her out of the game, Chicago Red Stars, you know, their offense is a lot more evenly split between who's contributing the goals. Like, of course, Mal Pugh still has the most goals, but um, there's a lot of other players on the team that are contributing a few as well. Like um, uh, Ellis Stevens, like you mentioned, uh, I, I know you I, I've seen it. I it took it took me a while to figure out what this was referencing, but the Seinfeld meme, the the summer. Oh my of god! George, I totally forgot, I, dude. I'm I, mad now. <laughs> I kept I kept seeing it, and I was like, "Is that like a quote from the show?" Because I was rewatching it, no. and I was like, "I don't remember this." And I, <laughs> and so I kept looking it up on Google, and I was like, "I don't see it." And then I and then I looked as I was researching this, I was looking through the roster, and I was like. That's it. It's for Bianca, Bianca St. George. George. That's Woo! that's why. Yes. So uh, I take it she's having a good season then. Oh, my God. So. I've been a fan of her since the Challenge Cup, and that's okay. when she started. Um, the, I think she was drafted to the Red Stars in 2020. And so for the very limited amount of Red Stars games that I watched during that time, she was definitely the one that I noticed making the most impact. Um, and this was before like the Mal Pugh trade and all that, like, um, Ohio just got to the team and, you know, it was a very different team. She definitely was a difference maker and, you know, she didn't play last season mm-hmm. just because, um, I'm going to refrain from making comments about Mr. Rory Dames, but um, you can listen to my show if you want to hear my comments about Mr. Rory Dames. And I think the one thing that still surprised me is the the very limited amount of time that she played in the championship game where she was put on in extra time. And then I was probably only on there for like 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes and get subbed off for Nikki Stanton. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, if we want to talk about who's better defensively, St. George, but she's just been absolutely phenomenal. I, I think with the new coach and new coaching system, new formation, she has truly excelled. And it has been so exciting to see. And yes, of course, it is her summer. That's the whole thing that, that we're talking about. Um, did you did you know, Jack, that that it's her summer? <laughs> I, I I've heard it. I've heard it. 
we need to make signs. That's what we should do. Be like, it's her summer. And then like a picture of, of Bianca up on there. What? I'll see. I'll see if I can, if I, if I can find some posts. I can't bring anything with me like that when I go into work that day. So um, I'm hoping that, you know, you or AJ can uh, make a sign. I'll, I'll proudly hold it up. We can, we can um, maybe stop at a CVS along the way. To- there's, um, there's a few over there, so. You'll be right. in good hands with the there CBS. Go. Get in posters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about uh, quite a few players on the Red Stars, but there's another player on the wave that I also want to mention because a lot of people, including AJ and I, thought she should have gotten some more time with the U.S. national team as they were playing. Oh, Taylor uh, Korniak. That, that's, that's another name, but for, oh. for, the, for the wave, uh, Naomi, Naomi Germa. Germa. I I almost said Germa, and I was like, that doesn't <laughs> seem right. It's Germa. She she looked good when she was playing. Yeah, and she's been very very good for the San Diego Wave. Probably one of their standout defenders so far this season. Rookie of the year. I'm calling it. Yeah. So, uh, can you talk about her defensive impact on Oof. the Wave? I mean, like just overall. With this league, I think the rookies this season compared to a bunch of others have made such a huge impact. Um, and Naomi's one of those players. Also with like Louisville, uh, Savannah DeMello, who's been terrific. And you've got the Red Stars uh, rookies. The rookies are showing out this season. And I mean, Naomi's just... Super, super talented. I mean, you look back at her days at Stanford and it's just unbelievable. She's made quite the impact for San Diego. Um, she is going to probably um, mark the f- out of <laughs> Chicago's attackers because it's going to be really hard to get past her. Um, phenomenal defender. And it's, it's just, you know, such a great matchup overall between the two teams, you know, comparing each position, like the goalies are really good. Both teams have starting international goalies starting for them. So it's just like, how can you not watch this game? And of course, you know, it's being streamed on Twitch, which is like, this should be big time CBS game. So it just comparing both teams, they're both really good. I don't care about Portland. Portland doesn't bother me. Chicago beat Portland last year to get to the finals. So I don't care about them. They really haven't been making any big impacts. They're beating uh, teams that aren't doing so hot by huge amounts. Yeah. That Gotham Portland game. Oh my God. Um, four nothing. So. Yeah. Or five. Five? It yeah. was five? It was five. Freaking Morgan Weaver, of course, you know, going along to yep. make them pay for their defensive errors. But this is a great matchup. Honestly, it should be a one-two matchup, that game against Houston with the Chicago we will not talk about, but good for Salmon at that point, getting out of Louisville um, and going somewhere where she will be played. And she's going to score a bunch of goals for them. So I'm happy for her. Not happy that it's for Houston. 
that's fair. That's how I feel about Houston on both sides of soccer. Uh, luckily, Minnesota took care of the Houston Dynamo. Uh, oh, yes. That was a little nervy at the end because <laughs> we decided it never works when we switch to a back three, but whatever. Uh, it's, it's fine. Heath, Heath doesn't need to learn what. No, no worries about that. Uh, but I, 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 I was looking at when you mentioned Portland beating teams by big margins, their goal differential is 19. Um, and they, they beat Houston four to zero. They beat Gotham five to zero, Orlando six to zero. Mm-hmm. Like they are kind of just. They're beating bad teams. Goals. Like yeah. who, who cares? Like. Chicago BOL one nothing in like they scored in the 80th minute. Like that's a huge win. Yeah. Um tying against North Carolina was a big deal because it still secured a point for them. They wouldn't have fallen as, as much in the table. Um, and that game, oh my god, to see live was just the the two stoppage time goals. Sarah Griffith, Sarah Griffith and Amanda Kowalski coming up huge, rookies making an impact. Um, I went to the game as press. That was the first time I've ever gone to an NWSL game to be a part of media. Cause mm-hmm. that's a thing that I do now. And I went to the press conference a- afterwards and I asked the coach, um, you know, like just talk about the overall impact for the rookies the season. And he said, we would not be where we are in the table without them. And it's true because if you don't have, you know, those two rookies, you would have lost like two nothing. Mm-hmm. The the offense has been terrible, uh, was terrible in that game. You know what I've really hated about Chicago so far this season is their set pieces. They're lucky that they got a goal off a corner to make it two to two. But their set pieces have been so trash. And it's like both with uh, Cole Aprico and Pew taking them. I'm not just hating on one person like they got to be better. I'm not a good soccer player, so I really like also like that's another thing to keep in mind. I let in 17 goals in, in a game oh. against a really good uh, Catholic school. So that I'll put that out there. So maybe don't take my advice like to, to do better set pieces. But um, that's one thing that I have noticed for Chicago is their set pieces have been trash and they should do better. Um, yeah. To, for the record, I am a terrible soccer player as well, but I don't let it stop me from telling the team how to play. <laughs> uh, that that's, but yeah, I my my parents took me out of soccer because I got trampled uh, in in like when I was six, nice because I was very small, uh, and you know kids just run towards the ball, so yeah. I got trampled, uh, and they're like, yeah, you're not doing that, you're playing baseball instead. And then I got hit in the head with a baseball. Dude, the it, amount of times I've been hit in the head with a baseball, just like, I feel like they were, they were targeting me, me maybe, but I was like, mm, maybe they're just bad at pitching. Maybe, maybe they should quit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I couldn't, I had a batting average of zero. Yeah, uh, I in one, only in got season. one hit in, in a season and it was bad. Um, I, I was like, you know, I'm going to play baseball with the boys because I want to do this. And, you know, look at me going out there and proving people wrong. I do so bad. You know, it's so God awful. Like, and they were right to say that (laughs) I wasn't good, but I wanted to be there and like make a point. Mm -hmm. And so I think 
that I didn't end up making a point, but I still felt good just being there. And I think that's all that matters at the end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I ended up quitting to do swimming and, uh, and dance, which I was much better at. Much better. At. Uh, but overall, the last question uh, for the Chicago Red Stars game, what's the score prediction? What, what are you saying? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Okay. Alex Morgan is going to score in the first 20 minutes of the game. It's going That's to be one nothing. It's going to be one nothing at the end of the half. Um, either Ellis Stevens or Mal Pugh is going to score early in the second half, and it's going to end in a draw. All right, a draw. I one, one. I think that's very reasonable, and I I I would be I would be surprised if it's a win by more than one goal for either side. I I think that's. If if a side wins, it'll be like a one zero or two one win. It'll be close. I mean, San Diego did do pretty well against Chicago last time they met. So it's like a revenge game for the Red Stars. Um but like I think as the season has progressed, the Red Stars have um like gotten used to the formation that they're in and you know, playing it to the attackers and using the wings really well. And again, they got to have better set pieces. I'm just going to put that in there again. It's going to be my campaign slogan for this event. Do better set pieces, please. We can maybe get two poster boards, you know. No, Uh, I'm not (laughs) going to put that one up. We're right by Um, the corner. So, you know, it's perfect. Do a a better job at set pieces, (laughs) please. Pretty please. Um, Corner better. I mean, also, this game is the first game back for the people that were gone for international duty. Mm-hmm. So with Mayor back and St. George and uh, Pew, like, we're going to probably get more into an offensive mindset. And hopefully we will succeed. That's my hope. But See. I really think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to be optimistic and say 2-1 Red Stars. I'm going to, that's, that's a little uh, too optimistic. I like being optimistic sometimes because Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's I I, I don't I don't know why. It, you know, it it's still in the back of my mind though. Guess what's it's still in the back of my mind? What what's that? Yeah, Alex Morgan. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> She's kind of at the front of my mind as well, like She's like haunting me. It's like ridiculous. Like I know she's going to score. Like um, I, that's a fact. It's gonna happen. You're probably right. It's uh, just like a matter of when is when is she gonna score? Yeah, probably the first half. Probably, probably. Uh, she's an incredible player, and San Diego Wave, uh, big statement getting her, and it's definitely paid off for them because yes. you know, first season in top of the, top of the table. Uh, you couldn't ask for much better, could you? Yeah. I mean, I think she's probably the reason that she's doing so is because she probably cares, you know, this time. Like That's it's right. a hometown club that she's playing for. And um like I think it means more to her than playing for like Orlando or Portland or even Spurs for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. So it it means more to her. She's gonna do well because of that. Um and I mean, it's Alex Morgan. 
So yes. I and I'm not like an Alex Morgan fan, by the way. I don't want anyone mm-hmm. to think that. I'm just saying things that are factual, like she is a good player. This is the best season of her life. Um it might end up with a title at the end. Mm-hmm. So just watch out for yeah. her. Yeah, it's it's that's kind of how I feel about Harry Kane. You know, like I don't like him, but I can't help but know that he is still very good. Yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh all right. Well, we we covered three really exciting games that are coming up, a final. A big game for both of Chicago's professional soccer teams. Uh, and, you know, since I, since I introed you into this episode with this, I'm going to end it with this final question. Best Paramore album. <laughs> you weren't expecting that one. No. You know, I will say is I really liked uh, Haley Williams' like, own stuff. That yeah, was pretty good. It is very good. So that's my answer. Okay. I'm not going to pick a favorite Paramore album, um, but I will say that, you know, go listen to Haley Williams' own songs. I'm going to pick one, and it's Brand New Eyes. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's, that's my favorite one. Uh, but, yes, random question to end it off, but AJ is not here to stop me from doing random yeah. questions now. So I'm, I, <laughs> He's I, like, I get... stick to the script. Exactly, yeah. He, he writes a script. I just, I, I literally... Imagine send... writing a script. Imagine doing that. I could yeah, not he, imagine. He, he writes down a bunch of stuff. I, I more go into this with like, you know, here's like a broad range of topics. Yeah. Just I don't write anything down. I just do it, it which it I really, sh- I shouldn't. <laughs> it's like people will ask me, oh, can you write some questions down in advance? And I'm like, what? No, but I guess I will for you since you asked, but I normally don't. I just go into it. Whatever pops up in my noggin, that's what I go with. We occasionally do it. It it yeah. depends on who has who has creative control over the episode. Mm. See, I always uh, have creative control. So uh, yeah. So AJ is going to be editing this. So AJ, <laughs> if you listen to this part, I'm sorry about about uh, about. I, I love your scripts, man. I love them. They're great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Is there anything you'd like to promote as we close out this episode? Yeah, I guess you can follow me. That's a thing you can do, I guess. Um, I have a Twitter. It's at W Sports Matter and talk about a bunch of women's sports stuff. So if you want to learn about like a new thing that you don't know about, like rugby, if you don't know about rugby, I just did an episode about that with um, the person that runs Highlight Her's social media page. So I learned about rugby. I don't really get it, but I know more than before so that's a fun thing my podcast is available everywhere except for anchor and my other social media handles or just the one women's sports matter tiktok instagram facebook and then women's sports matter on youtube to watch my actual episodes and support your local women's sports team that's the thing i'm promoting this year um that's all i got really go red stars go fire and go Minnesota United. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so fully agree with that. Mm-hmm. Go follow Gianna and all of their podcasts. Great stuff all, all around. Uh, and yes, support your local women's soccer team. Like, you know, Minnesota Aurora. They're pretty cool. If, if you don't have a local team, come, come support them. It's fine. It's, it's a fun place over here. 
it's a great place and their social media pages are amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And I mean, the logo is pretty cool. So it is. And the stadium is very nice. I've heard. Uh, it, it is. Uh, I, I know as a Bears fan, it would be tough to, to go there to, uh, to the Vikings training. Stadium. Listen, I've been to <laughs> Minneapolis. Like I've been there. I'm not, I was not like disgusted. I don't care about football. That's fair. I like Neither Justin not. Fields and that's it. So like, I don't care if the Bears. <laughs> Val- valid opinions, valid opinions. I don't, I don't care about American football. I really don't. I care about the real football. I, I fully agree. And you know what? If you want more takes like this, <laughs> you should you should find our Twitter at Final Third Show. Uh, lots of great stuff on there. Going to post some stuff from Chicago. Uh, and hey, if, you know what? If you have any recommendations for uh, the best Chicago style hot dogs or deep dish pizza, go to Portillo's. Go to Portillo's. Okay. If I if, don't like deep dish pizza, so I'm probably the wrong person to ask. <laughs> yeah, that's well, like also a very unpopular opinion. <laughs> Like, first of all, I'm not like from Chicago. I'm in the burbs. Um, Real Chicago styled pizza is like this thin crust crust pizza, which I like better. Home Run Inn is a good pizza place. So if you are like around a Home Run Inn, I don't know if there's any in the city, but there's one where um, like 10 minutes from where I live. So that's a good pizza place. Everything else, it's like. You can listen to my conversation about pizza with Sabrina Whitaker because we talked about that a ton because I was like, okay, you're from Chicago. I need to know like what is real Chicago pizza because we were talking about it on my social. I was tweeting about it one day. And so she was like, well, actually, no. And so I was like, no, you need to come on my show to tell me about this, like educate me. So if you want to learn about that, there's another episode that I've done where half of it is talking about Chicago pizza. Yeah, well. Any recommendations? Put it put it on Twitter, and you know what? Portillo. Yeah, I, I I haven't been there, and that's that's on the list. So yeah, yep. But as I said, on Twitter uh, at Final Third Show, and oh, uh, just just to give AJ his his normal place. Uh, tell tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your dad about the podcast. I'm sure he would love to hear about the women's Euros final and how it's finally coming home. Uh, or at least we think so. And yeah, uh, that's all for now. See ya. And also bye for now because I took AJ's line. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs>